You were telling me that the union drive was defeated by essentially a tent revival from the company? Well, there were, there were many things that happened. Workers were taken off the line and interrogated repeatedly, in some cases, to figure out where they stood on the vote. And this was by management. This management would pull workers off the line to try to find out where they stood on the vote, to interrogate them, and to essentially t intimidate them, you know. I, th I think that given the circumstances, it's obvious, you know, and all the evidence has shown that this was not a fair election. This was not an election where Nissan was neutral in this. And management, the management uh, itself used every scare tactic possible, threatening workers with the loss of jobs, wages, benefits, all these were used to, in a sense, on what we would refer to as a scorched earth, earth policy, or scorched earth tactic in order to intimidate the workers. And it, it was one of the, and most people say one of the worst anti-union campaigns that they'd ever seen. There was a, a, a let's say, a tent revival where the, the company erected a huge tent outside of the Nia, Nissan plant, visible from the high, highway. And they held a big, big anti-union rally. There were radio ads. Uh, there were talk shows who were employed by the company to, to threaten, to threaten uh, workers. So all of this, all of this happened within a certain kind of atmosphere in, a, in the state of Mississippi. And the state of Mississippi has its own history of using fear as leverage to threaten workers and to, to keep them from voting. So I think all those things have to take into consideration. You know, how we respond to this. If the customer who purchased Nissan, and granted that uh, the majority, uh, a large number of African Americans uh, have as their car of purchase, the Altima, if they were uh, to, to hear what happened in the public space, what happened to these workers, they would be appalled at what happened to these workers. So it is incumbent on us to get that information out, to get that to customers, but also get it to the French government. The French government, the French state, has a big ownership stake in, the, in Renault, which turns, which in turns controls the shares of Nissan. So the, the French president, President Macron, you know, has a chance to intervene and to force justice in, 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 uh, in Mississippi. Our question is Willie. And what do you think folks should do to get involved in terms of putting pressure on Nissan to hold a fair election? Well, there have been talks, talk about certainly a campaign or a leafleting of, of dealerships. I think that's important. I think we, it's important for us to have this, uh, this discussion now be in the public court, even though there have been favorable reports on what workers have done and what Nissan has done and forced them to do. We've had that, uh, that happen. The National Labor Relationship Board has filed charges uh, previously on, in terms of working conditions and also in, in terms of abuse among employees, employees. So those things have happened. 
But it has to be a major, major campaign where we not only publicize what has happened and what has, has happened in the past and will continue to happen with Nissan in the United States and in France. It is um, imperative that we continue to support these workers. I haven't gone anywhere. I was there on the Tuesday before the election. And so I was a witness to what was happening there. I was there as workers reported repeatedly what was happening to them. And when I talked to them, the intimidation, the anti-union campaign, that Nissan spent millions of dollars on lawyers, radio, TV, and social media to create this campaign of fear and intimidation. I mean, and to keep the workers from organizing. Yet I have to say that, as I said before, that I'm very proud of the workers. I've been involved with the campaign now five years. I've traveled with these workers to Brazil. I've traveled with them to France. I've traveled with them to South Africa. Students have supported the Mississippi Students Alliance for Justice out of Tougaloo College at Jackson State College and supported these workers. They did a hip hop. We did a hip hop tour about three, three years ago, traveling to various universities in Washington and Chicago and Atlanta, you know, and really discussing the pl the plight of Nissan workers in Mississippi and what their fight was about. So that campaign has to has to extend. We have to extend that campaign in, in social media and wherever we can extend that campaign in support of these workers. Nissan made a lot of promises. It, it struck fear in the hearts of those men, men and women who potentially would vote to have a union. So we have to respond to that. This is one part of the battle. The battle still continues. You know, I was thinking about it in the context of the civil rights movement. I mean, for our age, this is a civil rights struggle, what's happening here, don't you feel? Well, it is, obviously. You know, we, we, we know from just history, and, and, and that history is recent history about the intimidation and fear that was created during the civil rights movement to keep people from simply voting. All it is about voting. If they were able to vote and, and change and have become citizenship, the citizens' right to citizenship came through the right to vote. The right to be full-fledged citizens continues to be with the right to vote, to have a choice. And the kind of intimidation that occurred during this campaign harkens back to the kind of intimidation that happened 50 years ago and in terms of uh, people being forced and, and intimidated from voting and going to, uh, to and using their right to vote. And that that's continues to happen in Mississippi. And what role do you think the French government should play in this situation? Well, the French government has a significant role. The evidence is there for everyone to see, including the French government. The French government is an owner, a part owner, has shares in Renault, which is the majority owner of shares in, in Nissan. And, and certainly President Macron has something to say about this. And will, will he stand up and look us in the eye and tell, tell us the truth, that this was an unfair situation for workers, this was an unfair election, and they, the French people and the French government, would not tolerate this kind of behavior. So you think it's a test of character for Marcon if he says something? Well, I, 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 don't, I don't know 
him. I know he is 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 part of a government. While he may be a centralist in a sense, that that certainly he would protect the rights of workers in France with respect to Nissan. He would protect the rights for those workers. So why wouldn't he protect the rights for workers in the United States as well, particularly in the South? There's a history there. The evidence is in. It's, it's clear that Nissan overstepped the boundaries in terms of neutrality with respect to this election. And I think it's imperative on him to say something about it. I visited and talked with representatives of the National Assembly, and they were supportive of those workers, uh, in support of those workers at Nissan. This is prior to the election, months ago. So it would be my thinking that the French Parliament would not have this as part of their historic record. That the company that they have ownership in and controlling ownership in would have this have this outrageous behavior in in Mississippi with respect to workers there. So, so what was your trip like over to France when you meet with French trade unionists? When we made a trip, uh, a French trade unionists, we held a march. We marched to the the, the General Assembly. Uh, we talked with um, uh, members of the French French Parliament as well, who would support us. At one one point, we thought it would, we thought it would be possible to have uh, myself and Bernie Sanders, both of us, relatively important in uh, in France and celebrated in France. Uh, Bernie Sanders being the most popular politician right now in the United States. And he, he supported those workers. Bernie came down to a, a, a march on March 4th of this year in support of those workers and and supported them up in, and continues to support those workers up until the election, through the election, and will continue to support them. So I, I, I think that that our trip was 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 certainly uh, fruitful uh, earlier this year, and we certainly will continue to uh, to push the French Parliament and push the French government to do the right thing with respect to these workers. What has your experience has been like so far in uh, Mississippi and getting to know the workers? How have you been involved? Uh, my experience has been extraordinary. I I came to Mississippi. And supported the workers at the dinner, scholarship dinner, five more than five years ago, in 2012, in fact. And in my comments, knowing of what was going on at, at the plant in Camp Mississippi, I stated that, and that although mega met an untimely death, I felt that given who he was and his, his extraordinary capacity to stand up for justice, that he would be supporting the workers in Canton, Mississippi, in relationship to the Nissan plant, the Nissan facility there. And I had immediately met the workers, and I, I, I only a small number of them at the time, and that number has grown immensely through the activity and support of the community faith-based community, uh, also in support of the, the city of Jackson, Mississippi, the support of Benny Thompson, 
the congressmen in the region and in, in that in that in that district. I felt that and watching the workers and observing them, you know, as this process unfolded, but it was on a trip to South Africa where we saw the members of NUMSA, the National Union of South African uh, metal workers, to watch them and the way in which they held their collective bargaining relationship and how they approached their members of the members of the union and how all that work the workers would basically say well if they can have union representation with nissan in south africa a country that just received its first free elections in 1994 why not that be accorded to us why can't we have why can't we be at the table? Why can't we collect a bargain with Nissan? The same they felt when they went to Brazil. And just in Brazil, there was a demonstration held, a small march held in front of a, one of the car, car stores, the facilities, the campaign. So all those things are happening. And they kept saying to themselves, you know, if this is possible, then why can't we have the same thing? in relationship to to us you know and they became more emboldened they were strengthened their capacity was strengthened their their sense of resolve was strengthened by what they saw abroad and the solidarity that we received from not only workers the community students everything was also there but nissan has done a, a very insidious job of paying off those people who might be allies as well we have to recognize that they've given money and sheltered, sheltered money out to third people who were perhaps maybe not anti-union, but certainly felt that they were not responsible for supporting these workers. The dedication these workers have shown and the courage is, is really inspiring to me. The folks that are fighting these fights, they are the children of civil rights veterans. You know, they're, they're people that have a tremendous amount of courage. I mean, how do you just feel being around these folks? It's been one of the most encouraging moments for me. Uh, I've been around campaigns, union campaigns. I've also come out of a family of union workers. So the union has been a part of my life, my entire life. And so to be around these workers and to watch them mature politically, to watch them grow, and to watch them become even more strengthened by their own capacity has been something very, very, very wonderful for me. And continue. And we'll, I will continue. I'm not going anywhere, basically. I'll, as the moment I get down to Mississippi, I'll be down there once again with them. And certainly, they to be able to talk with them, to talk to you or any in the public about who these workers are, what they're committed to, and, and how they feel that they are the transformative element within the changes that needs to, need to happen in this country is very, very encouraging. And uh, finally, what would you want people to know that are thinking about organizing in other places that are difficult? I think we're in a very, a very important moment in the, this country's history. There are so many stories that are there that are available for us. And I think we should all be encouraged by what is happening in Mississippi with these workers. We know that we have difficult challenges ahead of us, 
But certainly, it's very clear that these workers are on the forefront of not only what we mean by workers' rights, but civil rights as well. Any, anything else you want to add? I, I mean, I'm, I'm good. How about you? Well, we wanted to ask you one question, and we apologize in advance. Um, are you too old for this shit at Nissan? <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> in fact, I've, I've had a, a, a new surge of uh, energy, youthful energy, as a result of working with these, these men and women. So we got the exclusive. Danny Glover is not too old for this shit at Nisa. I'm not too old for this shit. <laughs> Thank, yeah, thanks for letting us joke about that. I'm sure you probably get it all the time. Well, yeah, I do, but I'm not too old. I'm <laughs> being too old for this. <laughs> well, thanks so much for talking to us.